We're two star podcast, we are great. Talking crap and planning hate. Our listenership is very few. Graham sometimes pops to the loo. There's one more thing I have to say. Intended in a hateful way. The cold brew hipsters a bell end. Graham and his friends. So I, I haven't had a chance to listen to last week's episode uh, because I've been busy, but I have had a chance to witness the uh, feedback um, from our listeners um, to what appears to what appears to have just been I don't know what like forty five minutes of doxing someone on Twitter. Well, I don't I don't really know what doxing is. Um, I would say it's that what we, we were did just, last week. It we is publishing vetting. personally identifiable information about individuals. Well, I don't think that's right because all that we published was that there is someone called James. Let's let's not go over the same terrible things that you did last week by repeating them this week. No, I would I would challenge anyone to take the information solely the information that we put out and to backwards engineer and find out who we meant. Uh, I reckon I could probably do it. I could certainly have done it off the uh, the stuff that was done about um, Dave. It's really not that difficult. Mm. Uh, well, possibly. Well, possibly. I mean, I think um... because we like enough information has been provided as context in the past as to like where we've met people and how we know them. And then when you start publishing information, it's not difficult to go on social media, check our accounts, find out where people were, work out who it was that you'd met. And then you find the social media accounts. You can then go back through the history, find people they're associated with. Um, you listen to what's been published in the recording. That gives you information as to where they might be or what job they might do or who their associates might be. Okay. And you can very quickly build up, then go and find LinkedIn. You then know when they work, where they work, where they've worked in the past, who their colleagues might be. Okay, well, I've got some questions then. Okay. Um, my, my first question is, um, who, who do you think would do that? Um, I mean, like anybody who's got a grudge against that person. Okay, well, how? What, I mean, why typically, would they have a grudge when we're talking person? about the context of the internet, it's anybody that sees a woman say something. Um, that's the the primary criteria. Um, beyond that, it can vary a fair amount. But okay, well, well, why would anyone object to uh, to someone listening to us? Well, I mean, they probably wouldn't. I mean, they might do if they've, if they've listened as well. And so, I mean, like, I think they'd have to, to. They'd have to hate the person first. No, but the point is they? more not that it's not that it would be somebody who would hate some would be against them for listening to the podcast. It's more that they may have some other reason to hate them. I don't know. For example, it might be one of the many women that Daniel has wronged, and we dox Daniel on the podcast. And as a consequence, they are able to find out information about him that allows them to report to the police the things that he did to them with the woman trap. I mean, well, in how... fairness, that's not a problem because all the women I have wronged remain in the woman trap. No breaches have occurred. But um, yeah. So so right. I still have more. I still have more questions. But why? I think the only people that would find the information useful. Um, for some kind of vendetta would already have got that much information by the time they found that we had talked about it on a podcast. 
Well, perhaps, and given our extensive reach to <laughs> all of the people, you're probably right in this instance, but it's more just, you know, general courtesy not to dox people on the internet. Well, well, they, well, that's why we beeped out the surname. That was our cunning yeah. Okay, so, swiftly moving on from why I can never miss a recording of the podcast again, uh, to this week. No, no, I've still got more questions. Oh, God. Okay. Questions. So, um, I. uh, What should we do about it? Well, I mean, you could apologise. Well, no, I don't think. I think if if it's an issue, then I think we should. um, We should uh, retroactively redact information, like I did with that other thing, and then you undid it. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, if you really want to go back and and retroactively re-edit the podcast, you are more than welcome to. Um, but I mean, an apology is much less effort. I mean, you know, that's why politicians do it all the time. I mean, I feel if we're it's going much to better than actually writing the wrong. You just go, oh, I'm sorry, and you don't even have to like actually apologize. You can couch it in the classic, "I'm sorry that you misunderstood my intentions. I'm sorry that you didn't get the joke." I'm sorry you thought I was being really racist when I blacked up, but that's just your problem, not mine. That sort of thing. Okay, well, my... I mean, my... You've got plenty of, of ways of making a non-apology. Mm. My... Uh, my thoughts are that it wasn't it wasn't that we said, oh, isn't this person terrible? And this is... This is what... Um, this is how you can get back at them. We didn't say that, did we? Well, it's irrelevant. It's the information you're providing, not the context in which you're doing it. But the information that we had was so readily available. But that... it's but you're collating it. Like it's it's like anything. Like I could just read out your phone number right now, and it's not in any way malicious, and it's information that people could get hold of in any other way. But it could also mean that somebody would use it to start making prank calls to you because they're bored or they don't okay. like you very much. Okay, my my telephone number. Is um, okay, right? This is fair then. So this is this is more sensitive information than um, than anything we've discussed. I'll just so it's yeah, that's, so that's, it's not it's not no it's not a trade, Chris. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's not, yeah. <laughs> so this not is, how it works. No, no, no. This is fair enough. We this is like this is like an exchange of information. So um, I I appreciate that um right maybe okay maybe um people who love coal powered fire stations would take huge offense at at erinus claims that they're radioactive and they i see yeah they might they might then go after him and i mean we've got a welsh following haven't we so they're going to be lovers of um, coal-fired power stations. So I see... I've, I've made a link now. That's who's going to go after him. Right. So in a way of, of making amends, um, my mobile telephone number is 07783110042. And... Um, I'm really glad that that's not my mobile telephone number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you missed the, the trick is, there, Chris. The thing is, Daniel, is I um uh, I did think about putting yours in, and I didn't know 
what it was. But maybe we could change that in post production. Well, let's sure see. Let's see how. Out. Let's have. Let's see how I feel when I come around to editing it because I will be incredibly sleep deprived at that point. So, well, no, this excellent. is. But but this is the thing: is that this is what this is what good podcasts do. Um, you can leave voicemail messages, and uh, oh, I see. We'll yeah, play oh. them back if they're any good. Okay. Mm. Right. Well, let's let's move on now. We've we've covered this enough. I, I think we've we've you know established facts and. I'm very sorry that I left you unattended. It won't happen again. Okay. So, and also, if if any of our super fans would like to go into um, super fan witness protection, um, they should message me privately, um, and I will come up with a with a convincing pseudonym for them. Okay. So, uh, what have you two been up to since I last spoke to you? Which have been like two weeks ago now. So, what's what's new in your lives? So I have been on the cricket tour, which was fun. We went to Hastings, the uh, party central of the universe, of course. Um, and yes, drunk a lot, played cricket a bit, got rained on a bit. Yeah, I dressed up as um, Garth from Wayne, um, Wayne's World. That was fun. Any reason? Were you just bored? Well, mostly just bored, but there was a theme of uh, we had to go as... Um, Double acts. So I, the guy I was sharing a room with went to Wayne and I went to Scarf. Fair enough, that makes sense. Hmm. Oh, you're, sh- you're sharing a room. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, a literal room. Romantic. Like a hotel room? Oh, yes. right. Okay, sorry. I thought you meant like where you were living. No. Okay. Jesus. It's fine. Ugh. Living with other people. Fuck. No. Fair enough. Um, Chris? What have I been up to? Um, well, oh, I uh, I bought some furniture. That was very exciting. So what have, what have you uh, acquired? I have bought um, lots and lots of oak furniture because uh, it was preferable to, to do that than have to keep looking at furniture. Mm, yeah, um, no, I can, so... I can appreciate that. Yeah, like it, it's it's all fun and games at, up to a certain point, and then you just get really sick of furniture. Yeah, I think I don't I don't mind. I just want somewhere to put my socks. So that's what I've got now. Excellent. Yeah. Cool. yeah um, have I done anything else? Probably not. Brilliant. Although there's been two weekends, haven't there? Uh, yeah, I guess yes. there have. I think both weekends I went and looked at furniture. Maybe. Can't remember. Pass. I literally only heard pass. Next question. Yeah. Okay. Has anybody prepared anything for this week's podcast? Ah, well, um, I think we should talk about Neil Morrissey. Okay. Okay. Because um, I discovered uh, that Stavrina from Cyprus, or if she wishes to um, go into... Uh, super fan witness protection. Uh, she can be um, Helen from Limnos. Okay. I was going to suggest Barnsley, but sure, Limnos is probably that's an more. option that's open to her. Um, Unbelievable. Or maybe people would like to choose where their pseudonyms are. That would be good, wouldn't mm. it? Yeah. 
Anyway, um, she is a massive Neil Morrissey fan. So okay. uh, I think we should... Is that... We is should... that uh, do, do we know the, the source of that fandom? Is it a men behaving badly thing or... From... No, she's more interested in 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 uh, in Morrissey the musician. Um, oh, okay. She's obviously yes. referring to his uh, his very successful um, stint as Bob the Builder, where he had a Christmas number one. Ah, well, I mean, yes, yeah, that was. Did he? Yeah. Mm. Are, are you are you surprised by the Christmas number one or the being Bob the Builder? Being Bob the Builder, oh, no, it seems that that. that... Very yeah, sellouty for Morrissey. I thought no, he was against Neil that sort Morrissey, of thing. not Morrissey. Oh, this is confusing. Not really. It's two Neil, people Neil with this. It's two different people with the same surname. Dan, that is that really yeah, shouldn't musicians. be. He's not. He's an actor. <laughs> See, the oh, thing sorry. Is, I, yes, I, no. I was confused by the music thing. Don't Neil worry. Morrissey no, okay, is yes. an actor. He was in Men Behaving Badly with Martin Clunes. I figured it and out. And he also voiced Bob yes. the Builder. Yes. No. Okay. I'm. I'm. I'm on side now. Uh, the, I think Daniel, you might have. Um. You might have collapsed the joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, I'm now imagining uh, Morrissey Morrissey doing Bob the Builder, and it's really funny. So. Um, <laughs> I don't yeah, think. I don't think the response to Can We um, Fix It would have been Yes, We Can if it was Morrissey, would it? No. But then again, to be fair, Morrissey's turned into a complete arsehole. Well, I don't know if he's turned into a complete yes. arsehole. He just has been revealed to be a complete arsehole. Uh, or has turned into... I think he's a different kind of arsehole to the kind of arsehole people expected he was. Mm, possibly. Um, I think he's always been an arsehole. On the, Do you the know arsehole I'm, spectrum. I'm, uh, mm. Yeah. I am now thinking about um, the real Morrissey singing Bob the Builder songs. It's good, isn't and it? And it's quite entertaining, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Can we fix I'm not going to try and sort no, of sing No, what's it. the point? We're all going to die anyway. Yeah. Um, no, it's fucked. Yeah. Okay, I might think about that a bit more. Anyway, Neil Morrissey. Mm. Would you like to know some things about Neil Morrissey? I would love to know some things about Neil Morrissey. Neil Morrissey appeared in Neighbours. Really? In 2007... That's well after I stopped watching Neighbours. Yeah. Carl and Susan got married in the London special and Neil Morrissey played the vicar. I didn't know there was a London... This must. This is like post-Channel 5, right? This is... Well, it's still on... Well, yeah, but I mean post-move to Channel 5. Yeah. So I... Neighbours was not on Channel 5? Neighbours was on, like, BBC One for, like, 20 years... Twice a day. Yeah, but it was shit for all that time. Why would anyone want right. to watch it? Yeah, Dan, you're excluded from this conversation. Uh, carry on, please, Chris. I, Daniel, I'm I'm very cross with you because there was a time when Neighbours was a very important part of my life. Uh, okay. And it sort of did end when it moved to Channel 5. That was sort of the end of it, really. Uh, but yeah, Neil yeah, Morrison. Something can be important and also terrible. Um, yeah, but I think if you point out what the ways that things are terrible to people that love those things, I don't think they appreciate it. No, fair enough. Um, I'll let you guys get on with talking about it then. Yeah. 
So yeah, he was in. He was in Neighbours. He's a vicar. He a cameo. Okay. He was the vicar, but because Fremantle Media are really precious about their um, their sort of property, I cannot. I cannot get any of it. The most I can get is like a half a second of of him as the vicar in an advert for it. So I can't. I can't do it. And I mean, I am. Can you not pretty... buy the Neighbours DVD box set? It's like you know, eight hundred. Oh, I mean, like on a on a computer. Oh. I can't can't get it on a computer. And we all know that I'm quite good at computers. Well, so, yeah, I was going to say if you can't find it, then you know, it basically doesn't exist. Yeah. If there was a way that I could do it, then I'm surely I'd have been able to. I mean, to be fair, at this point, probably trying to find like a pirated copy of an episode of Neighbours from 2007 is going to be quite a challenge anyway. So. Well, if you're in if you're in Australia, uh, you can still watch you can still watch these things. I mean, to be fair, I would imagine that in Australia, like the national broadcaster probably has like a on-demand service that just has every episode of Neighbours ever. Yeah, yeah, I think that exists. Um, I mean, I it is uh, like they're pretty much their greatest cultural output, so you would expect it to be there. Yeah. Do you know what I like a lot about Bob the Builder? Um, is not Bob. Uh, it's Lofty. Lofty's much more, much okay. more realistic. He's an optimist, but he is he's much more cautious about knowing whether or not things are going to get built. So Lofty is the big crane. So he's just a bit more also, realistic than Bob. Is he like? Can, also, do you imagine that he like has conversations with Bob after like Bob's had a you know he's gone and chatted to the customer and. They've given him what they want, and he's gone. Yep, yeah, no problem. We can fix that. And he goes and chats to Lofty, and Lofty's like, "For fuck's sake, Bob, what have you agreed to this time? This is not practical in the timescales that you've agreed." Uh, well, Lofty is the crane, um, so he's he's not really he's not really on a level pegging with with Bob in terms of their management structure being able to talk back to him. Okay, but if they say uh, Lofty, can you do something? He doesn't say yes. He goes. Um, uh, yeah, I think so, but you know it's going to be quite tricky because it's really high, and I don't like heights. So, yeah, that's what Lofty does. Fair enough. So, do you have any other Neil Morrissey facts, or was that the only one? Uh, no, I've got, I've got more. Do you want more? Well, I mean, like one doesn't really seem like worthy of a sort of feature on its own. You need to have at least three, I would say. Okay. Um, he was in the Night Manager. Uh, wasn't that the thing that everyone really loved with Tom Hiddleston in it? Yeah, was. Yeah, I never saw it, but I heard things about it. He played Harry Palfrey. So there you go. Shall I try and find out a bit more about his character? Uh, I mean, I never saw it, so I'm not sure it's the context is going to okay. help that much. Okay, well, it was very good. And Neil Morrissey was in it, but I didn't notice him being in it. Well, I mean, um, it was oh, just, just I think maybe good. I did. He, I think he played like a, um, I think he played like a corrupt um, civil servant. Okay. Yeah, and he's in. He is also in in the line of fire. Which one's that? Is that a police uh, the, thing? The police, the police corruption one. Right. Okay. I don't think I've seen that. I don't tend to oh, watch okay. like police dramas that much. He's he's very that good seems in it. To be his, that seems to be his bag these days, by the sounds of it. Yeah, yeah, he's sort of playing like a. 
he's sort of like a bad guy in these things, but um, not really. He's just bad because he's a bit weak rather than being sort of full on evil. Right, he just lets other people talk him into doing just stupid like, things. Yeah. Okay, I'm looking through the characters that he has played in stuff. And he has played some really funny named people. So uh, maybe that's like part of his rider. Like, I'll 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 do a bit part in your show, but I've got to have like a really stupid funny name. I mean, okay. they'll seem in character. If I'd have had time, I could uh, I could come up with some fake names, and I could play real name or fake name, and we could do that, but. It's going to be difficult for me to come up with a fake name so quickly. Oh, you should have thought ahead. Right. Okay. Come back in five minutes and we'll play real or fake Neil Morrissey characters. Okay. Yeah. I can, yeah. I, can. I, just, I just want to jot down some pretend names. Okay. So, Dan. Yes. Present your content. Present my content. So, um,. As I'm sure you're aware, and you more so than others, Adam, uh, esports are rapidly becoming a thing to the point that you know people will pay money to watch them. They happen in stadiums. People have sponsorship. I am literally yes. watching esports as we speak. Excellent. Um, and you know they have scandals, and yeah, it, it's taking on all the accoutrements of a, a sport. But um, I would like to provide documentary pro- proof that esports are, in fact, not a sport. Not out of any sort of perverse sense of prove-itness um, or, or contrariness, just merely I found this and suddenly I realised it to be true. Um, so if you would care to open the link. Oh, God, I didn't realise there'd be interactivity. Hang on. Yeah, sorry. Um, basically, th- this is the story of a... Um, a Rocket League tournament, uh, proper esports and everything, um, where people were getting paid and stuff, where a um, a guy's partner for Rocket League didn't turn up, so his dad subbed in. Now, I want to submit that any support in which you can be adequately substituted for by your dad on short notice isn't really a sport. What about, like, Sunday League football? How really? Well, I mean, like, I mean, you probably couldn't just because they wouldn't allow you to substitute in an unregistered player at the last minute. But I'm just talking like in in the grand scheme of like, because I mean, if you're talking about professional sports, I'd agree with you. But if you're just talking about sport, that's a different matter entirely. Yeah, I suppose I'm. Get, I guess I'm talking about professional sports then. So okay, well um, then it comes down to I guess the individual governing body of the sport. But like, I'm not because if you think about it, like, um, so okay. If, are we specifically talking about subbing subbing in your dad or simply subbing in some random person to play? Subbing in your dad. Okay. Like, you know, grabbing your dad out of the audience, have him being capable of That's subbing in That's got to you. have happened in sport before. I really don't think it has. Um, I don't think there's ever been any... There's never been any Formula One drivers that have, like, raced at the same time as, like, raced in a condition at the same time as their son and would have been able to, like, sub in or anything. Obviously, it wouldn't happen in football because mm-hmm. you've got to have the pre-registered squads. Uh, tennis, I'm not aware of anything, but it's always possible. No. Um, cricket is going to be the best bet. Yeah, cricket, maybe. Um, I mean, you're, you're probably right, but I don't know whether that's... Actually, no, I am wrong. Um, because there was a baseball guy that did it. Um... He played at the same time as his uh, his son on the same team. Well, 
that's not the, that's not quite the same thing as you'd suggested, is it? That's just that. But I guess you could argue then that he could sub for his son. Yeah, but on the other hand, I suppose he, you know, the, he wasn't just like some rando retired dad. Who well, just, I mean, you know, to talk. be fair though, I haven't read the article because it immediately popped a thing saying that I had an ad blocker and it wasn't going to let me read it. But was oh, really? was the dad a, a like an amateur Rocket League player? I presume he no, played. not at all. So he never played Rocket League before. No, apparently he scored one goal by reversing into it by accident. Okay, so that's slightly different. Like, if no, no, sorry, he scored one goal actually quite cleverly by reversing it because he couldn't figure out how to turn okay. around. So that I can kind of see because you could, if he if he said actually like oh well like his dad plays Rocket League all the time he's just not in a like a professional capacity yeah, yeah. then that would be fair enough. But I think that's more just them being a bit kind of desperate and going like can, yeah. can my dad fill in. Um. But I'm not sure that necessarily counters the argument as to whether or not esports are sports. And to be honest, I think it's a dumb argument because I don't think it makes any oh, yeah, difference. Exactly. Like, who gives a shit? I just want—I just wanted an excuse to be controversialist about this article. To be yeah, honest, well, I mean, so, no, that's um, fair enough. I'm I glad you, you, you ringed a bit of uh, of content out of it. Wrung a bit of content out of it. I guess is the uh, mm-hmm. the correct participle there. Um, yeah. Hopefully, if we keep jabbering on long enough, Chris will come up with some funny well, things. Yeah, but I, was, I mean, to to kind of provide, some, I am currently uh, currently the uh, the Dota Two International is going on in Seattle, uh, and the prize pool for that has just hit twenty four million dollars. Yeah. Uh, which means how much the winner? The winners the winners will get over ten million dollars uh, split between five of them. team of. Okay. Yeah. So it's basically two million dollars each minus like cuts for coaches and stuff yeah. um hang on hang on can you have like esports coaches yeah yeah most of the teams that are competing have a coach how does that work um well what, what do you like to get so it's twofold so one of them is like just kind of the base stuff like going over replays of your games um pointing out things that you did wrong or that you could do better and the other part of which is a big part of it is like the mental side of things and just keeping people focused and not letting oh, okay. them like yeah, just sense. go to shit after losing or get complacent if they're on a winning spree or anything like that um they never used to be but about a year and a half ago a few teams started adding coaches to like help a lot of the time they were like ex players who were retiring and so they were like oh, i'll okay. do coaching now kind of thing but like happens in other sports um, yeah, yeah, but it's kind of now grown into a thing where basically every team has a coach because it really helps because you've then got somebody kind of a bit independent to look at your performances and kind of analyse where you were shit, which is often quite yeah. difficult to do objectively yourself. And then you know most of the teams have got a manager because you need somebody to handle all of the boring count them yeah and, and handle the kind of travel arrangements and all the rest of it that you need but yeah so the winners are i mean bear in mind that the so they had the group stages last week and two teams they, they had 18 teams in the group stages two teams went out at the end of the groups um so they basically didn't they didn't appear on the in because it's all happening in the key arena stadium in seattle two of the teams basically went out in the groups without having ever appeared on the main stage they still yeah. got fifty thousand dollars each wow. um, for 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 losing basically, um, and the teams. It's a I, I don't know you know um, like double elimination uh, tournament brackets. Vaguely, yes. So the idea is that you have an upper bracket and a lower bracket, and if you're in the upper bracket, oh, yes. you lose a game. You go into the lower bracket. If you're in the lower bracket, you lose a game. You're out. 
So they do the group stage gives the seeding. So the top half of the groups go into the upper bracket, lower half into the lower bracket. Um, the teams that won their first upper bracket match automatically win a million dollars. Wow! Like that—that's it. Just 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 winning that first series is a million dollars prize for your team, which is insane when you think about it. Like the amount of the money—it's it's the biggest amount of money ever mm. like in any esports tournament it's like so far beyond any other tournament it's ridiculous um yeah. how many players in a team five players in a team ah well that's only 200 grand each yeah it's it's only like it's only 200 grand each for uh, well what's the yeah, point but that's for coming on? like that's for coming like eighth mm. if you win it's like two million quid each well that's better yeah yeah <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's why I'm sleep deprived because I'm watching it live and it runs from like 6pm until 6am our time. Oh, I was going to feel sorry for you because, uh, I thought it was something to do with having a child. No, no, she, she's really well behaved. She just goes to sleep. She sleeps all night. I don't have any problems with that. I'm the one that's staying up until 6am. Like some kind of dickhead, but that's, I've taken the week off, taking the week off work, which is what I do every year so I can watch it. Oh, oh dear, poor Hazel. Oh, should should we beep that? What should I give you? A, I said poor Hazel. Oh, but, no, um, that's fine. Should we should we beep that? No, I could put her into witness protection. I'm pretty sure I've mentioned her name before. <laughs> that's fine. Um, okay, but yeah, so I, I that's why I'm sleep deprived because um, I I was up until uh, five o'clock this morning and then I slept until ten. And I've been up since then, and I'm now up watching, and will probably be watching until six a.m. again, nice. depending on depending on because it's uh, the game. The matches are all three uh, best of threes, so it depends if they go to three games uh, or not as to how long it'll go on for today. So, but yeah, that's my okay. Week. I'm ready. Cool. Are you ready? We are ready, Chris. Are you ready oh. to play real or false Neil Morrissey uh, roles? Because you're not know, come up with a better mm-hmm. name than that. Um, I don't well, think you could. Let's have a, I wasn't coming up with a better name. I was coming up with a thing. Um, Morrissey or Mori didn't see. Okay, right. <laughs> I am going to guess Mori didn't see because I think it's a trick question. Well played. No, right. no, that's the, name, that's the name of the thing. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, right, that was the title. Oh, Christ. Okay. Um, right, go on, Chris. Give us our first, give us our first one. Okay. Um, did Neil Morrissey play a character called Duncan Biscuit? Okay, I didn't get any of that. I didn't hear any of that. <laughs> that makes it more fun if you didn't mm-hmm. hear it. I'll guess option A then, I think. I will, I'll give you the chance to hear it again. Duncan Biscuit. Yes, that's a real one. Yeah, I'm going real What do you think, well. Adam? Ah, uh, no, I made that uh, up. You are both wrong. Okay. Sounds like a cat... Sounds like a character off Biker Grove. <laughs> right. Um, the next one. Did he play a character called Seaman Matthew Quintal? Yes. Daniel? I'm assuming in this case, in this instance, that Seaman is a title and not his Christian name. <laughs> well, I mean, I, there's no way of knowing. What do you think, Daniel? <laughs> has some cruel parents. I'm going to go no. Uh, well, Adam is right. That was his film debut in The Bounty in 1984. Mm-hmm. Is that as in Mutiny okay. on the... 
No, just the bounty. Okay. I don't know. Well, I mean, if if he was if he was playing a sailor and it was called the bounty, I would assume it was in some way related. Did he God. play? Um, I just get into the the funny sounding ones, shall I? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, did he play? The yeah, character's sorry. name is Piss Off. Mm, no. Spelt how? P I S S hash O F F. Hash, as in like hashtag well, like hash. A, no, like a dash line. Oh, hyphen. Dash. Hyphen. Okay. Yeah. Uh, then I'm going to go with yes. Adam, you are correct. He played a character called Piss Off in The Match in 1999. Mm. Okay. Uh, the next one. Did he play a character called Ernest Fart Pants? No. Daniel? Yes. Ah, you're wrong again, Daniel. I made that one up. Fair enough. Okay. The next one is Bug City Grasshopper Leg Hurt Violin Music. Yes, that's stupid Uh. enough that it's got to be true. (laughs) Daniel? Uh no, not true. Ah, uh, you're wrong again. Bloody hell! Very well, Adam. I'm getting good at getting these wrong. That was a character in A Bug's Life from 1998. So there you go. Okay, next one. Uh, did he play uh, Angry Minotaur? I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say no. Oh, Adam, you're doing so well. Dan, you're yet to get one right. <laughs> I made that one up. I, I I suspected, given your recent uh, Greek interests, that that may have been a a fictional suggestion. Yeah. That was good thinking. Uh, what about Farmer Pickles? Mm. I mean, that's definitely yes. plausible. I go with yes as well. Uh, you are correct. Farmer Pickles is a recurring character in Bob the Builder. From various uh, various things. Okay. Uh, has he ever played Richard the Third? Hmm. I don't know. He doesn't doesn't strike me as a theatery sort of person, but maybe. Uh, no, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say no. Ah, uh, you were right to say yes, Daniel. He has played yes. Richard the Third in the Adventures of William Shakespeare, Volume Two, from 2011. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. The more you know, the more indeed. Yeah. Now, uh, what about Steefax Toad? Uh, no. Daniel? Um, yes, to be contrarian. Uh, no, I made up Steefax Toad. Yeah. Bad luck. What about Dr. Gropey Cold Hands? <laughs> Mm. No. I'm going to say no. Uh, you're both correct to say no. That came from my imagination. <laughs> Make of that what you will. Right. Uh, moving on. A character called Zap. Sure, why not? Mm, yeah, I think it is. Yes. Uh, Zap with two Zs appeared in Look and Read 2001. Look and Read. Wow. Classic TV. Okay. How many have you got? 
Uh, I'm coming to the end okay. now. Uh, did he play a character called Disco Biscuit? Yes. Yes. You are correct. Uh, I'm getting I better. Assume that you are massive fans of Death in Paradise. And no, Disco I have never seen it, not- apart from uh, the bit of an episode, what we saw in that Weatherspoons after Slam Dunk. <laughs> okay, yes. I wasn't there for that. Disco Biscuit appeared in uh, one episode in Series 4 in 2015. Wow. So there you go. Right, um, scrolling back up. Wilfred Toadflax. Yeah, that's plausible. Mm, no. Uh, Wilfred Toadflax was in two episodes of Brambley Hedge in 1997. Fair enough. There you go. Right. Okay, well, I think we've conclusively proved that Neil Morrissey no, has no. played some people with very stupid names. I haven't finished. You really have. And that Chris I isn't very... Yes, you have. And that Chris isn't very no, no, good. No, no, there's, there's one more. There's one more. Fine. <laughs> Penguin Butler. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he appeared in Sing in 2016 as Penguin Butler. Excellent. So yeah, I think we, we've we've proven that Neil Morrissey has had some very stupidly named characters, and that Chris isn't particularly great at coming up with believably stupidly named <laughs> characters. Yeah. Oh, I didn't keep a score of whether you thought my ones were real or not. We didn't. Well, I didn't. Dan felt <laughs> quite a lot of them, but. Well, no, in fairness, I was mostly just being contrarian until I got bored of being wrong. Well, uh, that was a bad policy for you because Adam was the winner with 12 points to your six points. So there you go. There we go, indeed. So um, does... Anyone- and I hope, um, I hope uh, uh, Helen from Lemnos is, uh, is happy that uh, we've dedicated that amount of time to... Someone she really loves. Well, you'd hope Neil so, because otherwise we'd just wasted a lot of time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she might yeah. not even listen anymore. Or filled a lot so. of time, I guess. It depends how you look at it. Um, so, um, does anyone else have any other business? Uh, uh, yeah, I do. Okay. Do you want... You don't sound keen to have business. No, I, I want to know what the business is, if you have it, and we'll, we'll see if it should be tabled uh, or not. My any other business is uh, a hot tip for future hipster trends. Okay. Right? Because we've established that I'm really ahead of the curve on this. Well, you would hope so, because otherwise it's not very hipstery. Mm. No, it really is ahead of the curve. My hot tip for future hipsters is um, do some model railwaying. Okay. Like Hornby, Hornby 00 gauge. Why was I talking to about model railway recently? Because you're a hipster, Dan. You're a hipster that lives yeah, in London. Yeah. I think I, I think that must be it. Yeah. It's 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 perfect. There's all of this sort of outdated technology because now model railways have got um, they've converted over to to running on digital. Uh, so they have an AC current in the tracks, and the trains are controlled through like remote control. And they're all high tech with uh, with noises and sound effects. Oh, so you're saying go speak. with like you know proper old school model railway? Yeah. None of this like the, the real none of this hipster. like internet enabled trains nonsense. No, no. The, the genuine hipster can go back to having um, just just twelve volt direct current. Um, uh, I see. Yes. 
and and run all of this outdated stock and they can insist that you know um i know it's an older format but it gives a much better better feel much warmer sound i think yeah it's a much warmer sound yeah so they can come up with things like that and they can pay sort of ridiculous amounts of money for all of these old trains Mm. and uh yeah that's my hot tip Okay. If you want to, if you want to really be be out there, the cutting, the cutting. Um, well, no, I guess ahead of the cutting edge. Yeah, my hot tip is to start doing model railwaying now, before it is cool and becomes mainstream, so that then, in two or three years' time, you can say you were doing model railwaying before it was cool. Before it was cool, yeah. Mm. Mm. Okay, fantastic. Well, I mean. I think it's important that, that we, excellent hipster tip. we provide people with this kind of information. That's what they come here for. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and I think I think Dave from Birmingham could get on board because he does all the painting of stuff, doesn't he? Yeah, that's true, actually. The, Doesn't a lot little... of the Hornby stuff come pre-painted? Uh, well, the, not the scenery. Oh, okay. You can sort of do the scenery and all the little men that wait on the platform. And I now like have that. an image of like a Hornby model railway with a bunch of space marines standing on the platform. Oh, can you imagine it? That would be such a great crossover. I think, I think Adam was just saying that he, he could imagine it and, and just did, so so yes. Oh, yeah, well that's great. We can all imagine mm. it. Yeah. The power of yeah. imagination. Yes. Yeah. That would be that would be great. I mean not great enough for me to buy any um any pure boys or I don't know the internet them. sense of timing in when to cut Chris off. It's got quite good comic timing. Mm. Okay, well, I, I'm. I think that's a wonderful idea. I'm not prepared to buy any Warhammer things, but I would like to. Um, I would like to invite David from Birmingham to my house at an unspecified time, and he can bring his um, his Warhammer things, and they can ride on my train set. Fantastic. Well, I mean, um, yeah, David, if, if you want to get in, nice. uh, in touch with Chris and arrange your play date. Um, and let us know how yeah, it goes. Yeah, just just text my text my mobile number. You've got it now, so fill your boots. Fantastic. Well, yeah. yeah. So, can you imagine it? All the pure boys, all those magnetised pure boys, kind of riding around on the train. Magnetised what? They're magnetised. Come on, that's the future, mate. Everything. The everything whole point was, so everything's got magnets in it these days. Yeah, but yeah. I thought the whole point was we were being hipsters and not going for like the the modern things that everyone has. Magnets aren't modern; they've been around for thousands of years. Do hipsters know that? Yeah, I think. I mean, so. they knew about magnets before oh. they were cool. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Right. So on that note, um, I think we're done. Yeah, I mean, you would win. No sense in dragging this out any longer um, than we need to. Uh, we've got some top yeah. Neil Morrissey related content. Um, Indeed. Cool. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So we'll I will edit this up at some point this week. Um, I, I make no promises because I don't know when I'll be in any fit state to do it. But it will definitely be up before Dan gets around to editing 106 so, or 105 or 107 or whatever the hell that episode was. I don't remember. But that one. To be honest, I'll probably just save over 105, 106 and 107 to be safe. So, yeah, you know, be fine. Cool. Lovely. Thank you, gentlemen. And I shall see you next week. 
Should we do that it? thing they do at the end where they say, like, if you want to contact us, then... No one wants to contact us, on, Go on Twitter no. and Despite contact the fact us. that several people do. Yeah. The only people yeah, that may want to contact us now. are the police for their inquiries, and the last thing we want to do is make that easier for them. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you can dox yourself if you want, Chris, well, but has. please don't dox us. I have done. Yeah, oh, yeah. I have done. Yes, that's fair true. Fair. All right, lovely. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.